Hey, you're with me, Ed Stott, and that's helpful. If you're just joining us, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. That way you will always know what's coming out because this is part of the 12 Pods of Christmas series where I'm helping you have your most joyful Christmas yet, regardless of what else is going on in your life and setting you up for a phenomenal 2024. Now, Christmas is a time of indulgence and excess. You might be feeling that if you've been tucking into the mince pies in the way I have. But when it comes to decorations, foods and gifts, we feel like more is more. But what if finding a more sustainable way to celebrate could actually bring you more joy? Kate Hall is known as Ethically Kate on Instagram. She is a sustainability inspirer. She's a blogger and the author of Better, Bolder, Different. And her mission is to help us live more sustainably without sacrificing anything at all. Kate, thank you so much for coming back and chatting with me. I'm so excited about this. That's a pleasure. I think Christmas is a great time to get stuck in sustainability. Totally. I love it. And what I found through kind of researching some of your tips and getting into this is um, actually there's heaps of benefits. You know, people think about sustainability as having to sacrifice something or, you know, change the way we do things. But actually, it can result in way more creative, way more fun time, right? Absolutely. You're right. People think of sustainable living and they go, oh, I don't want to give up all my favorite things. Oh, I don't want to, you know... Like, oh, I could never. Have, exactly. Or stop being the Grinch at Christmas. <laughs> it's totally, I honestly think it's the opposite. And it's just about being creative and thinking of things differently, you know, flipping ideas on their heads. And, and that, I think, is so much more fun. And when, when you also focus more on Christmas as a season to celebrate the year, to uh, spend time with your family, and all the kind of religious elements that some people um, will celebrate too, then Christmas becomes so much better. It becomes less of just this hoard of wrapping paper that's filling and littering your house. It's just, it becomes so much less stressful. Yeah, because I think when you get too much, like whether that's you end up with a load of presents you don't want or all this leftover food that you've got no idea what to do with or all these events that you don't actually want to go to, like those are the things that are anxiety inducing, right? Absolutely. I think people also, you know, regardless of kind of sustainability, when we think of the classic, like gifts and food and stuff, for me, I even had a friend just say last week that... She always remembers we had a conversation before Christmas and the classic conversation goes you know, in November, How, how's life going? Oh, you know, um, just ramping up till Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that she was a freelancer, so she had you know, potentially more control over her, her days and her time and what she said yes to. And I said, why are you ramping up? Like you obviously look uncomfortable and you know, like this is, yeah. you, do you need to? And she stopped and thought like, I, I actually don't. <laughs> like I have control over what Christmas parties I say yes and no to. I have control around how many clients I say yes to now and which ones I can actually put into January or February. And there's this whole idea of, I think we just we, we, we like get caught up in each other's idea of what we need to do and how busy we should be around Christmas. Totally. And that's unsustainable. That is unsustainable for our health. Like the amount of times I've heard the word burnout in the last yeah. 48 hours. Uh, and 
yeah, that's unsustainable too. So when we're thinking about a sustainable Christmas, I do think we need to not just include environmental elements, but also sustainable for our mental, emotional health and physical health too. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. And the more I learn about like capitalism and the way the advertising's working and how we're being influenced permanently, like the more I think that we're being forced to speed everything up mm-hmm. uh, and you're constantly being pushed from every different angle so that you have no idea what's going on. You don't know what weighs up and you're just like, okay, take my money. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll just continue to do this because actually you just feel like you have no control and you just want a way out of this. But yeah. slowing down is the way out right well, it absolutely is and I, I you're right that the marketing and people you know brands try to tell us what we need to do what yep. we need to buy over Christmas it actually makes Christmas a really sad stressful time for a lot of yeah. people especially those people without the funds and disposable income to you know buy the fancy new trendy tree this year yeah. or, and, and they and they feel horrible that's such Oh, I just, it makes me so angry to, to think about how companies just play on our uh, psyches and they, and, they, mm-hmm. and they really make so many people's lives so stressful and feel so uncomfortable at this time of year. And I, and I just hope, and that's what the type of messages I try to share around Christmas is absolutely, you know, reusable wrapping paper and what you can do kind of practically, but also just knowing, hold on, I can actually be in control of what Christmas means to me, what my life looks like. You know, we all have to work and do whatever. There are some things we can't properly control but actually I control what what I want and I don't have to get sucked into those horrible ads that just keep popping up and start popping up in like September (laughs) yeah literally as soon I mean like even before the pumpkins were gone this year it was like we were bombarded with it and so one of your favorite things around Christmas is to learn to say no why why is this so important for you around Christmas time well, I'm I'm typically a yes person. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love saying yes, and it leads me into all sorts of amazing situations. But I realized that the more I said yes around Christmas time, the more I then had to say no to all those lovely moments when a neighbor drops over some Christmas baking or family come up to stay, you know, and it's more spontaneous. I think around Christmas there's this – amazing well for me anyway uh, in my kind of community there's a there's there is a bit of that Christmas joy and you don't see it or you don't start to appreciate it when your whole calendar is booked up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like I, I just love last year I really leaned into the saying no to things and if I could go I absolutely you know I absolutely would go it wasn't that I was being the Grinch and saying no to everyone's parties but I said yes to the essential ones, ones that I knew I would be helpful at or would fill my cup. And then I wasn't just sitting here left, you know, with nothing to do because all the moments when mum said, hey, you want to come over for a Christmas mince pie? Or, you know, a friend decided to come up early to see friends before they had Christmas with family. You can then actually take those opportunities. Mm. So when you say no, you're saying yes to a whole lot of other things. And particularly on Christmas, I think it's important 
to firstly not get burnt out, mm-hmm. but to also then go and in, go into a new year thinking and knowing what you have prioritized. And I think that's quite symbolic and important to do before then rather than just kind of come crashing through November like hit a wall in December and then start all over again it's about being intentional so the word no helps me be intentional I love that. It's such a great way about thinking about it. And so um, one of the big things around Christmas, obviously, is all about the food. How can we make our, like, maybe the Christmas dinner or the food that we serve or have at gatherings or Christmas occasions, how can we make that slightly more better for the world and the people around us? Yes, the food. The food is a big part of yeah. this, which I love. I love Christmas. Same. <laughs> Uh, there's a few different things. Some practical things is I keep containers with me when I go around Christmas. So Love that. I go to my husband's Christmas and also my family. Sometimes there's some other things. It's all quite local. But I will bring containers that either other people can borrow to take home leftovers or I can borrow to take home leftovers. Amazing. And I think that means then you just have the tools, right, to store and save food because most often there is leftover food because everyone's gone overboard with um, what we think we need. So saving that food is really important and knowing that you can actually freeze most things Mm. and if if you have just your bulk load of stuff. Also, sometimes I'll take those containers and if there's a local uh, kind of food kitchen or somewhere, you can take other stuff to go. So prep yourself with containers to avoid food waste because that's so sad when so much effort has gone into these amazing meals. So many people don't have enough to eat on Christmas. So making sure that food is saved and consumed Mm -hmm. by someone. (laughs) I love that. When you go to the production of the food as well, sometimes, you know, not everything is in your control, right? Because people want to make food and contribute. But with the food that you are responsible for making, thinking about what local suppliers you can support to buy ingredients. Mm-hmm. So again, with, with with sustainability, we often think about taking things away, like what things you shouldn't do. But Christmas is a time where we should actually increase our impact but increase our positive impact yeah how can we use our dollars that we are going to spend anyway on supporting really amazing businesses so think about the ingredients as local as possible um i still eat meat but i eat a lot less meat and often at a christmas buffet if there is amazing options uh then I don't need to eat meat that day because I can fill myself without it, you know, mm. even though my husband's grandmother gets very concerned that <laughs> I'm not, not going to get the nutrients. I can assure her I'm fine on a mainly plant-based diet, but, you know, choosing to, yeah, have, have food that has less um, impact on the planet and will still absolutely nourish you thinking about uh I just think it's clever I'm I'm celiac so Mm. it means I have to eat a gluten-free diet so that does put restrictions and things on me but I think catering as a social element you know catering to everyone's needs in that space uh my family used to be there's a few different partners now but you know there's vegetarians and vegans and different health dietary requirements and all that so 
focusing on not making a perfect sustainable meal that's all locally sourced and blah, 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 but actually also um, catering to the people so everyone also feels welcome and you just do your best with what you can. Uh, I think also food can actually turn into a replacement for gifts. So yes. instead of everyone, you know, bring a present and, a, a, a you know, it usually turns out to be a junky Mm -hmm. toxic candle or something for and the body wash you just don't need or want yeah instead of doing that if everyone just decided not to do gifts but to spend more money on crafting an amazing meal contribution love that oh it's so exciting and then rather than just walking in and shoving it on a table people go oh what did you make and you talk yeah. about the ingredients and it like maybe it's because I come from a relatively you know foody no, I love that everyone brings a showstopper yeah exactly oh. or you could turn it into something fun you could make the food together you know that that can be the activity so just thinking outside the box around what's in your control because even for me, often I'm okay with adding more responsibility on myself. For example, saying everyone pitch in, I'll buy all the ingredients. Yeah. But I'll buy them from somewhere that is sustainably sourced. Yeah. And we could make it all together or they've all contributed financially. I've contributed my time, but, you know, I'm okay with that. That's my Yeah, gift. yeah. So just, yeah, think about every, everyone's situations are different. But with food, I think it's just considering as local as possible um with less packaging as possible having it in in place of gifts and yeah just enjoying it yeah and that really goes back to that you know when you think a bit more carefully about how you're going to spend your money and how you're going to put that food together uh, it actually does become a big part of the joy making because you think oh well you know if you're not just going to like you know the local bloody mega supermarket and plowing more money where we don't need it to go it's actually really joyful to you know go out to that market or go to that farm or you know find those places where you you can get really special things and that can become part of the celebration too actually planning that absolutely yeah, and the food I think tastes better. Yes. You're more grateful for it. Yeah. And you remember it too. You know, you mm. personally. Maybe yeah. I'm just showing how much I love food. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, you remember that time. Oh my goodness, when you made that amazing you know, like for me, I'm planning on I've recently discovered this avocado mousse. So it's literally made from Ooh. avocados and dark chocolate and coconut milk. That's basically it. And that, it's that good. Yeah, and it's and it's so healthy because it's you're, you're eating yeah. avocados. <laughs> That's the main ingredient, and so yeah, it becomes a talking point, and it's fun, and people are inspired with new recipes for their new year. I'm always inspired by amazing things my sister in law makes. You know, it's love yeah. it. Oh, you get me excited now. I'm really excited. And I hate cooking. I love eating. I hate cooking. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry now just thinking about this. <laughs> so the other thing that we can really get creative is uh, and kind of think around and make it even more fun in that way is the tree. Because so many of us, you know, we'll just think, oh, shit, you know, that one's getting a bit old dusty up in the loft. I better go and buy a new one. Or, or you know, if you get a fresh tree, you bougie little things. I don't know who gets a fresh tree here, but I'm in Queensland, so it's way too hot. But oh, um, yeah, if you get a fresh tree. But there are loads of ways to think around that and actually do something that's way more fun and creative, right? Yes. 
for so we're house sitting at the moment so I'm just gonna have to you know borrow the joy I think we're gonna do a day decorating my in-laws tree but for the last several years I've I've just I've done trees differently every year so one year my in-laws were trimming a big tree in their front lawn and there was this huge amazing branch like this big quite circular branch you know a big stem in the middle but it kind of went out kind of like a you know like peacock feathers of the the shape that I you know for you to picture and I stuck that into a bucket of sand and I decorated it and it was amazing in our corner well I thought it was amazing (laughs) I'm sure it sounds incredible and it was free you know decorate it with whatever I had and then afterwards, you know, they were already cutting it down. So it actually made, because it was nice dried wood, uh, it made, you know, good firewood afterwards. Yeah. One year I bought I bought a plant, which is now a really tall tree. That's mm-hmm. at our house. So we won't see it this year, but maybe maybe the flatmates living there at the moment will, <laughs> will you turn into their tree. But I just decorated that pot plant with plants Cute. I think one year I just got um this metal yeah I like this one I saw tree. this on the line yeah it's a metal tree shaped it's actually a, a plant stand so if you have a vine you're supposed to weave it over and it kind of holds it together but I thought it looked so much like a Christmas yeah. tree. so I put that on the wall and put lights through it and so that was just a Christmas tree on the wall that you know I can use use forever There's just so many ways. I have seen um, wooden Christmas trees. They're just, you know, it's a reusable tree you just put up every year. Some of them kind of look like like long Jenga blocks. Yeah, yeah. They go across like in all different sorts of shapes that you can position. I think those are amazing. One day I might have one of those. But (laughs) it is fun every year to think not just, okay, I'm going to go down and get a tree. I'm going to cut the tree down and then, you know, have to figure out how to dispose of it and all that type of thing. It's cool to think, okay, what's my tree going to be like this year? Yeah, I love that. And way more fun. And as as you said, again, a conversation piece and you inspire other people. I love that. So fun. But you you do say like, if we do have like a synthetic tree already, don't, don't feel like you've got to bin it or Absolutely. get rid of it. Just love Use it. it for as long as you can. Yeah. yeah. Repair it. You know, like look at how you can store it better so it doesn't get dusty and break. I think um, especially plastic trees that are stored often in a, you know, an upstairs space and the roof kind of storage, Mm. that can get so hot up there. And so the plastic gets all brittle and can snap much easier. So just consider, yeah, where you can put it for, you know, 11 months of the year so that, yeah, it doesn't have to be stored there. I think sometimes you can also rent trees. Oh. Then, you know, you don't have to worry about storing something somewhere. You can rent real trees that are in pot plants and stuff. That There's all sorts of solutions depending on your area. So you don't actually even have to buy a tree sometimes. Yeah, I love that because I'm in the teeniest apartment ever, like tiny little thing. I have no, like I don't have room to store a suitcase, let alone a sodding tree. So that would be perfect. Borrow, borrow like a pot plant from a friend. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Though yeah. given my track record, I, I would definitely kill it and that would oh, not. Okay. <laughs> That would not be good. (laughs) I think like the wooden tree, the metal tree, that's more my vibe, I think. (laughs) And so gifts, 
huge part of where we spend so much money and inadvertently cause so much waste because I think sometimes we feel like the more money we spend or the bigger it is, the more people will think we care or the more people um, can see we care. Um, You have some brilliant ideas to counter this. A couple of years ago, your family chose to go for gifts of service only, which I love. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, that was, we've done some different things each year. And I'm so grateful for a family who's on board with Yeah, that. I love that. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part around Christmas for people with sustainable values is communicating that to others. With our acts of service, so just an example, my, Tim, my husband and I gave a voucher to my parents. So it was kind of, it was a secret center. So we only, you know, we had to just give one and we had yeah. mom and dad. And we gave them a voucher for a deep clean of their bathroom and a vacuum of their house. Love. <laughs> and so <laughs> on a day that suited them, you know, I think it was in January or February sometime, we came and did that. And so for them, that. that's, you know, time that they don't have to spend cleaning. <laughs> it was nice to, to I don't know, give back to their house that we often spend lots of time in. And then we had a, like meal together afterwards or something like that. So that's, I think, a really, yeah, a really special one. It's quite, you know, out of the box, but it's helpful and it's connection. And I think especially, you know, again, life is busy, right? And we're not mm. going to say no. So often time is our most scarce resource. Yeah. So giving the gift of time, that sounds very, like, poetic and lovely. No, but it's true, though. Giving the gift of time can be actually the most precious thing. And yeah, I think when you when you give that at Christmas, the the investment and the promise of time spent in the new year, you're also saying to that person, you want to stick around, you want to have a relationship with the new in the new year, you know, like let's let's hang out, and that's really special. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And your sister-in-law, she was so beautiful because she made a really nice meal for you and Tim and set up a picnic for you and then left so you could have like a really beautiful date night, which I yeah, thought was, was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. It's so good to do those things. Like, obviously you can do them spontaneously. But yeah, <laughs> turn, but yeah turn them into a gift idea rather than, again, another body wash that I really don't want. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time someone gives you a body wash, I'm like, oh, damn. Um, and the, one of the other creative things you do is the present game. Tell me about the present game. Yes, I love the present game. It, it often looks looks different. Sometimes it's a consumable. Sometimes it's a secondhand item. So yeah especially with my family Christmas, we often have um, random people there too, people who don't yeah. have family to spend time with. So that can get really hard with presents because mm. you don't know who's going to be there. You don't want anyone to be left out, but it's, you know, just a, yeah, you want to, you want to do it right. And, and it can be another activity you do together. So the present game, you either bring a consumable. So I mean, food or yeah, mainly food, something that people can eat and use up and also, or a secondhand item, something that uh, is okay if it goes back to the secondhand shop or, you know, or even something from your house, which we've totally done before, something you want to rehome. So every person just brings one item and then we put that all into the middle of kind of a circle we're sitting around in the lounge on Christmas and you play the present game. So you have to... The, one person starts and they take a present. They can actually choose not to unwrap it. 
Oh. So they're kind of, you, you know, there's all sorts of rules that you can put around the present game. But then the next person can either take a present from the pile or take the present from the person next to them. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> and the present can only go through three people. So, you know, if one person grabs the present, then another person steals it. That third person who steals it, it's locked in. So it's right. strategic and it can get pretty fiery when, you know, when there's something that you can tell that a person really, really wants and then someone steals it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then so like, I really like that all of these things bring more joy because there's more connection and you do things together. And then one of your other things is that one year, everybody had to bring an activity to Christmas. Yes, that was honestly probably one of my favorite Christmases. Because I think on Christmas, there's, there's food and mm. presents. And then you can kind of it can kind of fizzle out if there's totally no yeah activity. and my family are very active people so we like like doing things and we yeah. go on a walk we're lucky to live by the beach so this was fun because we had prop activities uh actually also myself and my husband we were responsible for the snacks so that was like Ooh. it was our main contribution so we, we basically all contributed to putting putting the pieces of christmas day together my brother and his girlfriend at the time, they hosted an acro yoga class on the back lawn. I would love that. <laughs> my grandparents just sat there watching. They, they um, yeah, were potentially their bones a little bit too, too brittle to, to join in. It was so hilarious because, you know, I say this and probably everyone's thinking our family are all like acro yoga kind of that's absolutely not the case like <laughs> it was very hilarious the different things we did but yeah it just again it added so much to Christmas and I remember that I don't remember yeah. the random little thing that my brother may have brought me as a you know a totally on Christmas Eve <laughs> Do you know, like, yeah done. And, and my family have always been quite conscious with presents but if you think about the concept of a gift and what it actually means and symbolizes is, is you're wanting to give back and contribute to someone's life. And yeah, that doesn't always need to be a financial physical thing that you've bought. I think some of the times that I've personally felt most loved is when people have spent time with me or people have taught me things in that that day when we all you know did activities, it, um, yeah, it was one of the most magic Christmases. I love that. That sounds so good. My husband's family always do a quiz too, which is quite Ooh. fun. Yeah, they like quiz. Like, what type of questions? Is it just can be anything. Like everybody takes a round, so you can choose to theme your round like sport, entertainment, um, pop culture, news. So each like couple or each person takes a round, and then you end up with like fifty questions, and it can wow. be quite good yeah That's it's brilliant. quite fun oh, I yeah love yeah. I yeah you can have that one <laughs> which is again quite fun because it's hilarious because I know absolutely nothing like I'll end up knowing I've been a journalist for so long and I'll end up knowing nothing apart from like the the name of Nicki Minaj's perfume in 2002 <laughs> or something it's just terribly embarrassing to admit you know it <laughs> 
got that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know. I might rather have kept that one to myself. <laughs> um, and so what about handmade presents? Because this is quite fun too, because you actually get the joy of making it for them as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, some of us are not craft craftly inclined. <laughs> That's a new term, just calling now. Um, but making things... And even making things from secondhand items. I know there's a big stigma around gifting something that's secondhand. Mm. Um, but you can actually, yeah, you can make some really helpful things. One time, I can't remember if it was for Christmas or my birthday, but my husband Tim made me, uh, with some old pieces of wood, a gumboot stand. Uh, gumboot. Oh. Do you know what I mean by gumboots? What else are they called? Wellies? Yeah, wellies, wellies, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> uh, um, so... Yeah, I really needed that, right? Like that was that was a need. It was so cool because it was um, a surprise. He had made it with his own hands. You know, it's something that we'll use um, forever. So yeah. thinking about what is there in someone's life that you could potentially make, and that's especially if you have really handy skills. I personally don't have skills to do things particularly like that, but I'm I'm a good sewer, you know. So I could make. I don't know, some some clothes or pillowcases or something for someone. Yeah. If, just think about what skills you have that you could offer someone. Even, like, go beyond skills that are the classic, you know, I'm going to make you or sew you something. For me, I would love it. Like, my mum is a um, – she coaches people how to do public speaking. Oh, fab. And I pers- you know, personally do a lot of public speaking, and I would love – you know, and she's um, done this with me before, a, an hour session learning from mm, her. You know, it's, it's yeah. think outside the box of things that you think, oh, but I could just do that anytime. But actually you probably won't <laughs> unless yeah. it's written down on a Christmas voucher an hour of time in January doing this. Totally. I really like that. One of the ones that I'm going to do, I really hope they're not listening, is um, for my husband's parents I want to record his grandparents like family history and how they grew up and stuff and then I can give his mum and dad the audio recording of their family history so special right I thought that would be really cool if I could do that for them so hopefully they're not listening if they are just (laughs) don't forget I said anything Pretend like it's a surprise <laughs> yeah. and then one of the other things that I've done not for Christmas uh, but for a friend's wedding I actually did a really um I'm not very good but I did a cross stitch for them oh, yeah. and it's like got their um like the date of their marriage and their names and it's like just flowers um and I got I framed it and everything and I actually felt really good about giving them that whereas I think if I'd have gone and bought something, I'd have been like, I've just bought you this because I don't know what else to buy you. Like, I have no idea what you actually want or need. Yeah, you don't know if it's going to be sitting in a cupboard or they already have like five of them. Totally. And now every time I see it hanging on their wall in their house or like in the back of a picture, I'm like, oh, they love it, you know? And I think when you spend hours and time on something, that object then takes on the value of those hours and that time that you've invested in it it's really powerful even if like you know if we work out I think some people get hung up on really expensive gifts totally yeah I brought this for you and it was three hundred dollars or yeah honestly for most people I know there's some people that do put financial value and and consider (laughs) that but say you say if I don't know, you had bought them a $300 dish rack or something. They would have been like, oh, amazing, you know, so grateful. But that cross stitch that you spent time on, 
even though potentially that amount of time that you spend equates you know, the still, same value, equates the same same value. You're still it's still so much more precious because you have not just put your time. You've you've put energy, you've put love into creating something that didn't exist until you created it, and it's yeah. unique. And you've put your thought into it too, and and energy. It's so much more special. Totally agree. I love it. And one year you did giving back only too. Yes. Yep. That was cool actually because there's so many amazing charities that rather than just, you know, choosing one charity and going, hey, like here's, here's, I know we're going to donate to World Vision this year and just kind of, I don't know, move on with your life. We chose charities that related to the person. So I chose, I think it was a, my brother's a musician. He's a, um, amazing guitar player and I chose an organization that did music therapy like helping people so you know it's like choosing different charities that reflect the person and their interests and their likes that just makes it so much more special Uh, and in New Zealand we have this great organization called the good registry and it's almost like you buy you buy someone a voucher for it and then they can choose where that money goes out of like you know, a list of lots of different organizations. So I love that that exists because it's like taking that idea, but you know, it's, it's all in one space that you can actually just give someone a gift voucher for giving back, <laughs> but they yeah. can choose which charity, you know, they can choose what means the most for them. I really like that. My mum did that for me one year with um, Animals Australia and um, I love them as an organization. And the thing that happened with me is because I loved having that, she did it for like a year, a monthly donation for a year. When it ended, I then took up that donation because I was like, oh, I don't want to let it go now. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, you can pass on that good and then it kind of doubles and ripples and it's it's really nice rather than sometimes a material thing would do. I really like that. And so if we are really keen to spend some money on the person that we're gifting for, what are the, some of the things that will deliver that optimum sustainability and joy combination that we're looking for? Oh, great question. <laughs> I think even if a gift is like sustainably made and from an amazing company, if a person doesn't need it, it is not sustainable. You know, yeah. like if they aren't going to use it, it's still going to just be junk. Yeah. So I think actually instead of assuming or you know going out and buying something that's lovely and sustainable readjusting how your family give gifts so we use a free website called draw names where i input in everyone's first name and email address and then it randomly picks and you can put like um rules too so i can't buy for tim or tim can't buy you know like yeah 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 good rules around that so we use that system and that means everyone can put in a wish list of what they want oh, cute. So, so that if for example um my father-in-law said I want a really nice I don't know a few really nice t-shirts for the summer then I could go okay what's a sustainable business that I can buy these from um draw names you can put in like your size or whatever too you know which is helpful and then you can buy something that is you know it's going to be worth something <laughs> to to the person, yeah, who's who's receiving it. So that is a really good way to do it. I know that not all families would be on board with that, but even I would say you can't go wrong with a consumable gift. Yeah, if you, if you know what that person's dietary requirements are and stuff. 
but a consumable gift is special because sometimes there's, I don't know, fancy sauces or different things that someone wouldn't usually buy in the usual normal shopping. But, you know, they can have the extra treat that I can they can enjoy during the year. And then, you know, also, like, if that person doesn't like it, they can swap it generally. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> else. Uh, Take it to a dinner party. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, again, I think it's it's less about, yeah, what what you're buying but actually the the how the person's going to use it because Mm. in that draw names um system that we use sometimes there's a wish list and there may be different things that the person has put on their list that aren't necessarily a classic sustainably made item you know like a a a gardening tool or something from a local store but i am still going to buy that because they're going to use it you know they're going to um love it they're gonna repair it like it's it's of use to them it's something that's missing from their life so that's better to buy that for them than to you know buy them a organic cotton long top that they probably won't wear and like (laughs) totally totally and what about things like experiences oh yes experiences are I mean, there's so much you can do with experiences with, again, getting vouchers that people can then choose what experiences they want. Um, Sometimes experiences can be quite expensive. Mm. You know, like the lowest point of experiences can be, you know, $50. And if you are having to buy Christmas presents for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be affordable. So even with experiences going in together, so yeah. with your siblings, with your cousins, whatever, going in together to, to, to get an experience for someone, I think that's that's really good. But, yeah, there's this um, – I can't remember. It's, it's like a it's, – it's in New Zealand. I can't remember the name of the company. I'll try to send it to you afterwards. Yes, please. Because it's an experience gift, so you get the voucher, but there's a whole, like, booklet and range of experiences all around New Zealand that you can use that on. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would it, love that. It's so brilliant. We we got given one and um, I think I'm going to use it in Rotorua and the like mud pools there, you know. Oh, so then you can good. choose, right? And again, not just assume what experience they were like. Because personally for me, if I got a skydiving voucher, I would not use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sod that. Same here. Wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but experiences – Again, that's what you remember. You don't yeah. really remember the physical stuff unless it's helpful and you use it in your everyday life. Yeah, I love that. One of the things that I bought for my family last year was um, sip and paint. So I bought, oh, cool. paid for us all to go to sip and paint. It was so fun. And like they are, my family are useless creatively, like not a creative bone between them. But that was what made it so yeah, bloody yeah, funny. Really- yeah. <laughs> That's so good. It was, it was, it's one of the best presents I've ever bought, I think. Like those things where you, because then you all commit to coming back together yes. again, too. You know, again, if it's a group promising of, you. of time. I think yeah. um, we haven't gone on this trip yet because my family have all been a bit dislocated around the country, but that's what my parents did for Christmas one year. I think it was, must have been recently because we haven't gone on it yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we said let's we'll go on this hike, and Mum and Dad said because it's on this um, Great Barrier Island, which you have to get there, right? So they said we'll pay for the expenses to get there and the accommodation, and that's just that's your present for you know for all of you. That's awesome. So 
yeah, things like that experiences are so much fun. A massage voucher, that's honestly what I put on my list every year. Just a massage voucher, please. (laughs) That's it. Nothing too much. And so if we do end up with something that we don't want, what should we do with that gift? Is there any shame in re-gifting? Such a curly question, hey? (laughs) I... Yeah, it is really hard because you also need to respect that that person gave you a gift. Yeah. They were showing their love. They spent their money on. So no matter how ugly or inconvenient (laughs) it may be in your life, you know, accepting that gift gratefully is is important. Yeah. If someone brought me, you know, if, if, well, actually I can use an exact example. Yeah. (laughs) Um, an auntie brought us a Nespresso coffee machine. Yeah. I, oh, no. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Tim and I don't drink coffee. And it's one with the pods, which is... So you just wouldn't use them, yeah. way to drink coffee. So I, yeah, I, um, we had that machine. We didn't need it or use it, but I was so, so incredibly grateful for it. Like, you know, that's... Yeah, amazing. it's a really big gift, yeah. yeah. And so we just held on to it in case our needs did change or, you know, flatmates wanted to enjoy it or things like that. And then we rehomed it with someone else who would actually need it because yeah. it's just sitting there not being used. Yeah, but we did hang on to it for a long time because it also did remind us, you know, that she loves us and that she wanted to input into our lives. I think some people who get really staunch around sustainability can can be quite hurtful <laughs> around gifts. And yeah. I don't want to encourage anyone to, I don't know, put their like environmental values before their values and respect of their family. And that can be so hard around Christmas when you have such strong values for people and planet, when you're, it feels like your family are walking all over them. I totally, totally understand that. But it is important that we don't forget that our, our, you know, the best intentions are there. <laughs> yeah. And so if we want to introduce some of these more creative ways of enjoying Christmas, but we do feel like we might have an upward battle with our family, what, how do we do go about doing that? Like either introducing that or kind of sneaking that some of them in uh, so that we can kind of even get just a little bit more sustainability going at Christmas time. It's, really important to start early so start planting the seed of new ideas early you know even before November before like throughout the year yeah 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 I remember when I first came into my husband's family everyone brought everyone a gift uh and so you know often wasn't a really quite good gift because money stretched so far and that's quite a lot of gifts to buy for so I can't remember the exact moment, but it was almost, you do have to have a bit of bravery to be like, hey, should we use this Draw Names website and just spend extra so someone gets a really, really awesome gift? And, you know, it's a, and it's also an, a, a bit of a um, moment too because you're all sitting around and you're like, oh, who got who? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Secret Santa kind of element of it. So, yeah, it's key to to plant ideas early and to also plant them in a way of, hey, I have this really cool idea for Christmas rather than what we currently do for Christmas sucks. So <laughs> coming totally. in a positive, here are some options. And you don't even have to say, this is a more sustainable idea. <laughs> you, you can just say, hey, we should do this for Christmas um, and say it as, as early as possible. Also, not 
just saying no gifts. So I think especially people with kids find it incredibly hard when their family want to just give them a whole yeah. lot of junk. And it becomes a big burden for them. They don't know what to do with it. Clutters their house. It's it's really hard. I I, I don't get that fully because I'm not in that situation, but I do understand that. But when people say no, if you just say no gifts, people are still going to buy you gifts. Yeah. They, again, want to give back and input into your life. So set up something and come up with an idea and, you know, spitball it, throw it around with other people, like brainstorm it. I mean, spitball it, brainstorm <laughs> it together. And, and yeah, don't, you don't need to come in kind of full force. Let's have a sustainable Christmas. This is what we're <laughs> going to do. <laughs> yeah, just be like sensitive and, and just open to ideas because it also you may suggest something at Christmas and then it may end up to be a slightly less wasteful Christmas but not as less waste as you hope for but it, that's still something better it's it's still mm. so slow movements and just yeah suggestions also um something that I really enjoyed <laughs> is uh, I laugh because it's like again it's been a slow change is um Christmas crackers yes. I have a reusable set of Christmas crackers <gasps> Genius. In, in New Zealand, we have Waste Free Celebrations. This is the company who makes them. And it's just cloth, and you can rewash the cloth and you can refill them with all sorts of fun things. And I, you know, I said to my family, I have these crackers, so we don't need to buy crackers. And I, um, in the first year, you know, other people had already bought crackers, so we had a mixture. And then, like, kind of going forward, we kind of phased out more and more, and we come to rely more on the reusable crackers. So, slow changes. I love that. And you probably end up with way more fun stuff in there and way oh, better yeah. stuff. Yeah. You can put actual gifts in there, too. You know, like actual, like a, um, I use a shampoo bar to, like, wash my hair. And, and one of them, yeah, last year there was, like, a, a shampoo bar, you know, which is worth something. And it's, it's cute. That's a nice thing to try. Yeah, all sorts. Love it. Oh, you have absolutely convinced me that this is going to be a way more fun Christmas. If we it like, sounds like your Christmases have been pretty awesome. They have <laughs> been pretty awesome. They have, to be honest. But awesome. you've given me way more inspo. You've given me way more inspo. <laughs> um, and so if we've taken on, you know, all these ideas and we're kind of a bit overwhelmed, we're thinking, okay, well, I can probably only get like one of these ideas across the line or one of these things going this year. Like, what's the biggest thing you'd want people to? remember going into Christmas I think like the the biggest the biggest thing and then I, I I'm, I'm trying to stick to just one thing but then there's <laughs> going to be one thing and then like a point you're a allowed point below. I'll allow it okay good thank you <laughs> I think the biggest thing and this has probably come out in our whole conversation is to readjust your mindset around what Christmas means to you and what Christmas currently looks like. And once you do that and you allow yourself to think differently and think openly, then all of these things will just automatically change. You know, mm. when, when you change your mindset, when you're buying presents, when you're making the food, even if it's not fully conscious, you will make better decisions that will produce less waste and more joy. And my point A, <laughs> the second little part of that, which I didn't mention around the food, 
is to make sure that you compost your food waste and your food scraps and um, just don't let it go to the rubbish bin <laughs> because food waste and even your banana peels and everything that you're you're um, kind of not not eating and your food preparation that can turn into lovely lovely rich soil and generally around 30 to 50 percent of a rubbish bin is organic matter that can be composted so wow. if you compost on Christmas day you know you're you're kind of you're you're there with you know nearly half of of the impact of of, of the waste sorry um Oh, that could be in your rubbish bin. So make sure you compost. If you don't have a compost, probably someone in your family who's coming to your Christmas day does have a compost. So send it home with them. Love it, love it. And then your karma will be good for 2024. And we all want that, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you got... promise that 2024 will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and magical and the, the best year you've ever had, but only <laughs> if you send somebody home with compost on Christmas Day. So the choice yes, is yours. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Kate. It's been such a joy to chat, as always. And you have such brilliant creative ideas i was saying before we um start recording i think everybody's done that thing where they're like online they're like what best gifts to buy for a man age 30 you know like and you just get so much crap but there's so many brilliant suggestions on your website so if the other people if you're looking for ideas and you know you're thinking yeah i still kind of want to buy something or you know i'm still not convinced by those experiences you talked about i'm going to link to kate's blog because she's got some brilliant gift lists on there and some fabulous ideas of how you know things that people will genuinely genuinely want and that are going to make a big difference to the environment and your local community too so i will put all the links to the show notes i'll put all the links to um kate's book as well which is excellent um and just yeah and oh and make sure that you're following kate on instagram too because um she says so many wonderful things on there and if you aren't following on her on there you're missing out on seeing her and her husband tim dancing about which is bringing me great joy i have to say kate the dancing that you and tim get into is impeccable i'm loving it i'm loving it we might do kind of christmas a christmas theme dance um so yeah maybe stay tuned for that potential Oh boy, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that one. And I recommend you do too, because you're going to love it. Yeah, if you need more joy in your Instagram feed, Kate is the person to follow. So I'll pop all those links in the show notes so you can check it out. I'm Ed Stott. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying the 12 pods of Christmas. If you are, let me know. Leave me a review wherever you're listening. It's completely free and would be the ultimate ethical Christmas gift for me. So I would really appreciate it. You can do that on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Um, let me know if you're struggling. I can give you some pointers and make sure you're following along on Instagram too, because there's so many other tips that I'm going to be handing out at That's Helpful Pod. I am Ed Stott and I sincerely hope that's helpful. <laughs>